She was waiting, sitting in the stalls among the other guests. No one had ever gifted her with anything, and even tonight, if she were to win it, it would only be because she deserved it. She looked at the other candidates, and especially the performers vying with her for the award of Best Actress in a Leading Role. Though she is a legend, the anxiety was the same. When you're an actress, even the one with the most prestige, even the most famous one on the face of the earth, you really care that your work will be recognized. She, who had won so many awards, was feeling the same as ever. The same as the girl of more than 60 years ago. Age, after all, is an important but relative concept. Her challengers and the other invited artists walked alongside her. It seemed they were afraid of her, and she did not understand why. But why are they afraid of me? What have I done to them? Sofia, like a child, looked for an answer in the eyes of her son, Eduardo. She felt she was one of them. She wanted to be treated like them. She was no different. Eduardo was by her side, not only because she is his mother and he was her plus one at the 2021 David Di Donatello ceremony. It is precisely the eyes and the camera of her son Eduardo that gave her one of the most unforgettable roles of her career. It is true, the new role is always the most difficult one to forget, until another one arrives, but the one for which she was in the running was playing in a special championship. She observed the award-winning artists in other categories, young people who had not been born when she was their age, and she was literally on the roof of the world to command it. She hadn't studied their biographies. She didn't well know whether they had sweated like her or whether life for them was sweeter at their beginnings. Everything she thinks, however, always ends up getting to the usual rich, meaningful point. It's the stories, the ones that matter. The beautiful, challenging, surprising stories. And Sophia Loren, for stories like this, is still hungry. These are the paths of a life with its emerging, falling and rising again. It's the desire to leave a trace, no matter what, even when everything is against you. These are the stories of Patterns. She clenched in her blue dress on 11th of May 2021. When would it be time for the awarding of her category? Many people thought she would win, but until they read the name, there was no consoling her. She wanted to get the thought out of her mind. Neapolitan practicality. She is a pragmatic woman. Film legends, no matter how imposing, must have tight control over time, otherwise they get surpassed, forgotten, neglected. In this, she has been extraordinary. She has always worked on stories that had something more, that remained in the minds of the spectators. So, since she turned 80, she has appeared less on set. She has already given so much to the cinema, and the cinema gives you so much and asks you for so much. And she has given it a lot. A pure, blinding, and above all, reciprocated love. She remembered one of her latest sets, that of the musical Nine, a small but important part, 
that of the mother of the leading actor, Daniel Day-Lewis. It was tiring, beautiful and important. When Rob Marshall's camera stopped and she stopped playing the character and returned to Sophia, she said to herself, okay, now you have to stop for a moment. Your time, your rest, you have earned it all. She dedicated herself to the things she loves, cooking, family, in short, her own affairs. Far from the eyes of the general public to whom she always remains close, but above all, from the treacherous and irresistible mechanisms of the camera. She has an ingratiating, never ambiguous, sexy relationship with it. The camera needs Sophia to tell stories, and Sophia needs the camera to express herself as an actress, doing what she does best, becoming someone else through the sacred art of acting. They go away, but Sophia knows that sooner or later, she will fall for them again. There is a very strong, powerful bond with film which Sofia, once mature, temporarily suspended. Until one day Eduardo appeared with a screenplay in his hands, that of The Life Ahead, taken from the novel by Roman Gary. Her son's eyes lit up while he presented the project to her. She couldn't refuse. Sofia, however, was a little skeptical. She didn't want to give in to the camera's temptation straight away. She is one of the most award-winning actresses ever. She has won literally every award there is. Yet she had a bit of fear and adrenaline that, mixed together, flowed through her body. She is an artist, not a machine. She took that script in her well-groomed hands, her attitude a little curious, because every good actor is curious. Otherwise, there is no point in acting. There is no point in being a legend. She read the opening lines of the screenplay, remembered that the film with Simone Signoret is set in France, whereas this version explodes in body. A curious choice, Sophia thought, and she immersed herself, little by little, in a story that grabbed her, as had not happened for a long time. She put on her glasses, and with every line felt more and more confident. She read the drama of Madame Rosa, a prostitute who survived the concentration camps, who, in contemporary body, accommodated children in difficulty, children of fellow prostitutes, marginalized and ostracized creatures whom society wants to dismiss, to forget. Like Momo, the co-protagonist of the film, a young boy of Senegalese origin with whom at the beginning, the relationship is complex. Conflict is the salt of every narrative, and Sophia, who had read scripts with infinite variety, got infected by what pervades the pages of The Life Ahead. The very deep bond that ties Madame Rosa to the little Momo, sequence after sequence, tore her soul apart, leaving her hungry to continue reading, aware of wanting to know more and more about it. She perceived that Madame Rosa is an authentic person, who struggles so that the voices of everyone in this world may be heard. That of Momo, her own, that of the human beings who are not able to express themselves, confined to the margins of a society that does not want them, because they are different because they come from harsh backgrounds, because they do not follow the right path. It seems odd that it was the most important star of all time to be thinking of these things. But Sophia's fame, glamour, beauty, and talent endure as winning only on a superficial level in interpreting things. Being a star is a job that is in addition to that of acting, a job that has borne fruit, but has cost Sophia a lot. 
Sweat and tears, dedication, self-denial. Hers and those of the people who stand by her, like Carlo Ponti. Carlo was not just the love of her life. He was the brilliant man who built the Lorraine myth, without Sofia being passively subjected to his power as a producer, a husband who could listen and whom she listened to. She thought back to Carlo while reading the screenplay that their son Eduardo was about to take onto the set and believed that she would be proud. Even if the more she went on reading, the more her mama Romilda came back to mind, even if she had never really gone away. Life had never given Sofia anything. But if she had managed to get where she was, she owed it also to Romilda. She remembers her voice, her body, her extraordinary statuesque beauty. Sofia remembers the waves of the sea of her Pozzuoli, where her life began. Pozzuoli, Naples, with her mother Romilda always close. Sofia Loren was born Sofia Cicolone in Rome in 1934 when war was a threat not too far away. But she didn't stay long in the capital. Romilda was Neapolitan. She taught piano, loved Riccardo Cicolone, who had aristocratic origins but little money, and worked in the real estate sector. Sofia was the fruit of their relationship, but this suffered a hard blow when Romilda gave birth to little Maria, who Riccardo did not want to acknowledge. He thought she was born of an extramarital relationship. Romilda, with her two daughters, moved to Pozzuoli, which opened to the conflict not far from her Naples. There was not much to eat, but above all, there was suffering. The suffering of a mother who had to bring up two girls without too much money. The suffering of a woman estranged from the man she once loved. A Naples that is a thousand colors, but was also disgrace. Hunger, rife, material misery and nobility, above all, of the soul. Every teenager understands only as an adult the efforts, the struggles, the passion that a parent can pour into the upbringing of a child. Sofia perhaps did not understand this while she was growing up, but Romilda dedicated all herself to transforming her daughter into an intelligent, independent, living woman. Her mother had a difficult past. She wanted to try the path of the cinema and even won a competition as an impersonator of Greta Garbo. But her parents inhibited her passion. Romilda, a stubborn woman and literally seduced by the potential of the seventh art, however, sought her fortune in Rome, where she did not find film, but rather the father of her daughters. Sophia knows that her mother had always nurtured her dream of becoming a star. And perhaps that is also the reason for Romilda's dedication in pushing her daughter to try and make it in movies. Romilda was a determined woman who suffered, but who turned her pain into something constructive for herself and her daughters. True, there was not much bread, but it is necessary to uproot evil and see how things can work. And she knew that her daughter had a blinding beauty, an important energy, a face and a body that could make a difference on the big screen. Sofia in the nights of Pozzuoli with a hunger that twists your stomach and the fear of a future that after the war seemed to have no precise shape, witnessed the fierce obstinacy of her mother who did everything to exalt her. 
Sometimes she seemed even tougher than herself. This scared her, but at the same time stimulated her. Sophia believed that the misery of those years could kill her, but she still did not know how much courage that mother, so determined yet so full of love, would instill in her. Then there were the beauty contests. There was the return to Rome, where Sophia found one of her first unforeseen obstacles to the birth of her luminous career, her father, Ricardo. The man detested the idea that his daughter could make films, and above all, he could not bear that Romilda might have instilled such a pervasive, improvident seed in her. Chesira in Two Women, who witnessed, mad with horror, the rape of her daughter and was raped in turn by a group of soldiers in Italy freed by the Allies. The masterpiece that Desica drew from Moravia and that would give her an Academy Award as Best Actress, 1960. Filomena in Marriage Italian Style, a former prostitute who lives a relationship of extreme love with Don Mimi, a great Marcello Mastroianni in a drama of relationships, trust and moral crisis. Once again, De Sica directed, based on the play Filomena Marturano by Eduardo De Filippo, 1964. Antonietta in A Special Day, the splendid film by Ettore Scola in which Sofia played a housewife subservient to a fascist husband who mixes her solitude with that of a homosexual neighbor in the years of the fascist regime. Once again, Marcello Mastroianni, 1977. These are just three of the unforgettable roles that Sofia gave the general public over the years in a gallery carved into the collective memory. Faces and stories of women to whom Sofia delivered her body and soul. The obstinacy, the tenacity of Romilda, combined with the talent and strength of the girl, would bear their fruits. The first small roles arrived, which then became more and more important. Love arrived with Carlo Ponti, at whose side she remained until his death in 2007. Pure art arrived in the form of a new name. Sofia Ciccolone became Sofia Loren, but she kept the fuel, the drive, and the genuineness of the girl from Pozzuoli. In Italy, she worked with anyone. And then why limit yourself to your own country when you were such a lively, energetic, and dynamic actress? Her acting is explosive, able to absorb drama in the purest and most all-embracing way. Her body is determined, combative, her art is truth. As shown by the photos of the 2007 Pirelli calendar, the one taken by the Dutch duo, Enids and Vinud Matadin. Sophia influenced the whole of Italy and reached Hollywood, where she was directed by directors such as Lumet, Curtis, Cukor, Henry Hathaway and Kramer. Sophia, a product for export, but above all, a talent to be proud of. She returned to Italy won an Academy Award, kept on collecting memorable roles, but remained the same girl as ever. Because without the same girl as ever, there would be no Sophia Loren. The whole world dreams of her, and this is never an issue for her. People in the eyes of foreigners do not speak Italian. They speak the language of Sophia Loren. Cesira. Filumena, Antonietta, and the other great women to whom she gave meat and brains in a career lasting over 60 years. They all came back to mind every day like old friends. And they came back when she was holding the script of The Live Ahead. 
Rosa has the same power, the same plasma, the same charisma as the great characters who transformed Sofia Chicolone into Sofia Loren. Or was it perhaps she who, on becoming Sofia Loren, amplified and wove the greatness of these roles? These are questions that an artist cannot be called on to answer. Only that, as much as she remembers all these figures, there is one toward whom her thoughts run while reading the script. It is that of her mother, Romilda. The obstinacy of Rosa in wanting to overcome the obvious, in helping others to overcome prejudice, to earn what they are entitled to. In other words, a dignified place in the world, reminds her of her mama. Sofia, in one of her last works, played Romilda. The film was a TV movie, My House is Full of Mirrors, taken from the novel written by her sister, Maria. At that time, it was strange. It was as if she was paying her debts or something by playing her mother, as though giving her luster. Now, instead, she saw her in the features, in the silences, in the incredulous apprehensions of another character. Rosa is a woman who can produce the good, a woman like seawater who can make others happy. She was drunk on the words she read, of the story and of the pain of Rosa, which her son Eduardo had rendered very well in the script that he wrote with Ugo Kitty. While page after page, the personal drama of Madame Rosa grows, Sophia segmented her life and her relationship with her mother. Of course, they are different stories. One is fiction, the other exposes scars of pure pain, suffering and misery. The sounds of Pozzuoli's sea bombard Sophia's mind, who at the end of the script would just like to have Romilda next to her. But Romilda, by now, has flown elsewhere. After all, she owes her almost everything, even the fact that today she can read such a fine script. She was, and still is, the greatest star of all time. But she well remembers that, even in the purest moments of stardom, when she used to go home to her mother, she was a daughter and not a star. When in the glory years she went to see Romilda, Sofia entered her home, goddess of cinema, and was overpowered by the smells of aubergines, peppers and oil. The sense of authenticity that reminded her of who she is and where she comes from, even if she has two Academy Awards at home, the second one, moreover, Sofia won for her career. Romilda died in 1991. She never became a movie star, but she made one. Rome, May 2021, Davi Di Donatello Award Ceremony. The host for the evening read out the names of the candidates in the category of Best Actress in a Leading Role. Actresses of pure talent. And in the middle, Sophia too. The time came. The winner was elected. Waiting for the verdict in trepidation, there was Alba Rorvacher, Paola Cortellesi, Vittoria Puccini, Sofia Loren, and Michaela Ramazzotti. All extremely good but the award went to only one of them. It was Sofia. She stood up, helped by Eduardo. She reached the stage with some difficulty while the audience paid homage to her with a standing ovation. She did not know whether to be afraid, whether to be happy, whether to resonate electrified or a mixture of all these things. She went to the microphone, made her speech, her blue dress, her glasses. She said, thank you for this wonderful applause. Thank you all my life. 
but the emotion is the same. It was gratitude to the public and also to herself, because she owed it to herself, to wonder every day, to every role, to every award, as if it were the first one. It's the best way to take on this profession. She concluded her speech by saying, Perhaps it will be my last film. This, I don't know. But after so many movies, I still want to make one more even better with a wonderful story. Because I cannot live without the cinema. Absolutely. With her baggage of age, memories, and achievements, she went toward the wings, before returning among the other guests, with a statue at her side. Briefly, she passed in front of a mirror. She looked at herself. There wasn't Sophie Loren on the glass. There was the girl from Pozzuoli. There is no mystery. They are the same person. These are the paths of a life with its emerging, falling and rising again. It's the desire to leave a trace, no matter what, even when everything is against you. These are the stories of Patterns. Patterns.